everyone. Welcome to RAWF After Hours on the Back to Basics Radio Network. I am Lord Amadeus, the owner, the president, the CEO of RAWF in the game we all know and love as Wrestler Unstoppable. Um, checking my watch. Yep. Awaken is officially late for the second week in a row. Hmm. Something's up with that. Gonna have to question him about that shit when he gets here. If he gets here. Hopefully he gets here. But at any rate, for the, mo- time, for the moment, I am running solo, so uh, a lot of things we got to talk about. Of course, tomorrow night is our unyielding pay-per-view. Uh, it is going to be one hell of a card, one hell of a night, and then five weeks from tomorrow night, live from Soldier Field in Chicago, Illinois, it will be Immortal 8. Uh, Immortal 8, we are unstoppable. Uh, looking forward to that. This answer the Platinum Dragon Memorial Tournament and announcements of the RAWF Hall of Fame class of 2021 will be made among all the other activities we will have. And uh, we are still, for at least for the next 24 hours, at least until after unyielding goes off the air tomorrow night, we'll be still taking donations for the Xanthar Platinum Dragon Memorial Tournament. Right now, we have over 150 million coins pledged and over 6,000 wrestler books pledged. So it's going to be a good payout for this year's Xanthar tournament. And you still have 24 hours if you'd like to add to that total. Uh, feel free to message me uh, or go to, of course, the donation scene that we've been uh, plugging all week for the last couple weeks. I'll post that here in the chat real quick. So we've got about 24 hours left uh, to get into the donation tournament. And of course, if you donate a certain amount, you will be put into a tournament. The winner of the tournament gets a entrance video made by Beast and second place gets a promo pick made by myself. So uh, good luck to all. We've had a lot of people join, get into that tournament. I want to thank everybody who has donated thus far. Much obliged, much appreciated. That's going to look like it's going to be a very good payout for this year's Xanther tournament. Uh, so let's get to a couple of GM reports, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a big one. We'll start with the tag team report from Unstoppable. Congrats to Feral Beast, the first lady of Anarchy, Cougar, and Beast, who will be facing the tag team champs of more tomorrow at Unyielding. The final top five teams are uh, Feral Beast, first place, Beast and Cougar. Close behind, apparently it was, a, it was a photo finish, Brute Force, which was Strangleheart and Simply the Best. In third, Worst Hotness, uh, Tigs and Ds. In fourth place, the reigning tag champs, Amore, DW and Slashy. And in fifth place, Dungeons and Dragons, Knox Boogie and the Paragon of Greatness. Sounds like it was a hell of a season. Season three tag signups will be closing tomorrow. The Extra Points Tournament is open for signups and will close Saturday, March 27th. All right. Well, let's see here. We got still no L vacant, so we'll go ahead and start talking about unyielding. Once we'll get to the rankings, once L vacant is able to make it here, I'm told he is running late, so I uh, don't know what he's been up to to run late, but we'll we'll just have to deal with it. 
to so tomorrow's unyielding of course comes to you from toronto ontario canada uh, the final run of our canadian tour and of course uh the final stop in the journey to immortal eight so let me get it up here all right so here's what we've got oh wait a minute i know what i forgot didn't forget just got off track Let's bring on our other next GM to do the, uh, her, her update. Uh, she, she is the first lady of anarchy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. She is the First Lady of Anarchy. She's got a big night tomorrow on Unyielding, which we'll talk to her about in a little bit. But she is the Cougar. Cougs, good evening. Uh, did, good. Did, did, you, did you put something in? Did, did you make L vacant late somehow? No. No? I would talk to the other redhead. The the other there are a lot of redheads in RAWF. Which specifically are you talking to? Not about? that sit on his lap. Oh, okay. Point taken. <laughs> you you have a point. Uh, I suppose we'll, we'll we'll figure that. out. Anyways, all right, Coogs, where do you want to start? You want to start with the the big announcement, or you want to start with the uh, um, anything goes. Uh, we'll start with high voltage because basically all I can tell you is who won and who has a guaranteed spot into the next season. All right. Go for it. All right. So Mithras did win the season. So he does get to pick his opponent. I messaged him probably 30 hours ago, and I'm still waiting to hear from him. 30 so hours? He's going to make a big announcement. Okay, well, hopefully he gets that announcement by tomorrow at unmuting. Otherwise, yeah, he gets to choose from the other uh, seven people that were in high voltage with him. So, uh, for the shot at the White Lightning title tomorrow, uh, hopefully he uh, makes the decision and gets it to me uh, before we start the show tomorrow. That'd be nice, Mithras, if you're listening. All right. Yes, that that would be amazing. That would be. That'd be incredible. That'd be awesome. We'd appreciate it very, very much. But congratulations, he, Mithras. He's the first person to ever uh, win the High Voltage Invitational as White Lightning Champion and getting to choose his own opponent. So uh, more history in in the record books for Mithras title machine. So who are the remaining folks that will be getting into the next season? We have Claymore, Wolfie, and their they were tied, and it was the GM's choice that actually gave Claymore the next spot. So, if, Wolfie, if you're listening, get that trash talk up. Tell Miller of a story so you can get your GM behind you. 
Uh, and then we have Chris Cage. If anybody does not want their spot, please let me know ASAP so I can move down the list to the next person and get them in there. Okay? All right. Awesome. Next up is Anything Goes. Just before showtime, we finally got the last match finished, so we are down to the next eight. Uh, That's Agent of Hate, Hobo Ezekiel, Johnny Blaze, Lady Vex, Mithras, Simply the Best, Wildfire, and Wolfie. Their match will start tomorrow evening. And that's going to be a backyard brawl. It's wrestled at 200 health, five-day time limit, no defense, only attack moves allowed. All right. All right. Sounds like anything goes has been going pretty good. Uh, anything you'd like to add to those reports? No. Uh, actually, anything goes is going much smoother this time around. I think everybody's starting to slow down. They're reading their matches. Uh I actually, I do want to add, remember, especially in Anything Goes, if you have someone blocked, that prevents me from putting the match rules in the match. That's not fair to the opponent, and it's basically not fair to you either because neither of you know what the rules are then. So if you have someone blocked and you don't want to unblock them, I request that you please do not join that division because it makes it difficult on everybody involved. Okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, uh, that won't continue to be an issue for you, Coos. Uh, but, uh, you know, hopefully, we'll see. Uh, all right. Thank you, Coos, very much. Uh, with that being said, move on to our ultimate gauntlet GM. He is, he is the one and only. Recognize that I am not alive. I survive. I'm the dance in the hour class of time. I'm the chalk line, outline. Everything is mine. From the bridge to the earth to the shadows fall behind. I'm the stars in the sky and I shine so bright. I'm eternal. I'm the reason that the day turns night. I'm the water and the sun. I'm the bullet in your gun. I'm the finger on the trigger and I'm about to blast one. I ain't never give a shit. All the bitches better recognize the damn motherfucker on the block. Go ahead, your family slam. Fuck around, beat it that kind of ground. Big dog way on the counter. Don't bother with the cane. Can't keep me like the way I need my face. Going six feet deep. Where the dead man sleeps. With the rat sack creep. And my flesh for me. And then I make it still sleep. Out of open wounds. Stress like a beggar. He is the paragon of greatness. Good evening, paragon. Good evening, L.A. You know, sometimes the ultimate gauntlet moves fast and furious, and sometimes we move a little bit slower. Last time that we checked out things, Iceman King Parsons was heating up when he took out Aaron McFadden. He took out Maeve O'Hare. He took out S.G. Gibson. It was looking like he was getting hot at the right time, but the fact is, when the Iceman gets hot, he kind of melts. And we saw a countout against Papa Shaker, allowing Papa Shaker to start his run where he took on DW with a successful win going to two victories where he is now against Sassy Applebee's. All right. All right. Well, that was short and sweet, Paragon. Short and sweet. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Doesn't sound like we will have an ultimate gauntlet title match tomorrow. Uh, at unyielding, but 
you know, we'll we'll have one eventually someday. We'll see. Maybe for Immortal. That would be awesome. All right. Indeed it would. So, all right, Paragon, stick around. A lot to talk to you about as well. It's going to be a big night for a lot of people tomorrow at Unyielding. Uh, so that is the – oh, one other GM report from Cougar, the 32-to-1 uh, GM. She says – Still waiting for a damn match to finish in round one, and it's pissing me off. And that is your 32 I did not say that. I said Raven, right? Didn't I not say Raven? No. Okay. Did I say... What? You said Cougar. (laughs) Did I? Okay, well, I meant Raven. Sorry. You did not say that. Raven said that. That was the... You know, well, you know... Grouchy GMs, they're all, they all look alike after a while. Love your coogs. Really? <laughs> <But you're... laughs> ah, looks like he fi- he may have finally arrived. Maybe in the nick of time. Let's bring on. Ladies and gentlemen, El Vacant is here. El, El Vacant, good evening. Oh, hola, hola. Is, is there is is there a reason you've been making a habit of being late lately? Is, is, is there something I over here? A lot of people said she'd deal with me later. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, El Vacant, good evening, sir. Good to have you here. We've been talking about we've been going over GM reports and talking about oh, getting ready. To... What's that? You're, you're probably gonna out. have to pay to fix that door because I had to kind of break it down to get out. <laughs> <clears throat> oh well, it wouldn't be the first time. So elevated, will you? It is Did now you? time. It is time for you to read the rankings. I, I I texted them to you. Did you get them? Uh, see one moment. I do have them here. I know you did. Wait, the phone is being persnickety. Ah, yes, here. Yes. Okay. All righty, everybody. Our top 25, uh, as of six out of the 10 matches, so I think that's only like one more than we did last time, but our six out of the 10 matches uh, leave us with these standings, okay? Here we go. On uh, 25th position, we have the Papa Shaker. In 24th place, we have the Multimedia Champion, Dev. In 23rd place, we have our current Platinum Dragon Champion, Lady Vex. In 22nd place, we have Kane, the Governor. Does that, has anyone ever asked, like, what, what he governs? Like, I, I kind of wonder, like, like you say, it's like a governor on an engine where he keeps things from going a certain speed? Or, you know, does he have, like, a small town somewhere? Like, what is he the governor of? Like, I really want to know. All right. Uh, in 21st place, we have Psy. In 20th place, we have Strangleheart. 
I mean, strangling a heart seems like a bad idea. It's a good way to die. Don't, don't, don't do that. It's bad. It's bad. Don't do that. All right. In 19th place, we have Uber Vegan TPO, the, the, the pure one himself. That's right. You, you two cannot eat any real protein and somehow manage to look like a Greek god. I don't know how he does this. In 18th place, we have oh, everyone's favorite deck and, and beer slinger, the Redneck Avenger. In 17th place, we have the Iceman King Parsons. Look at him go. In 16th place, we have, oh, again, when doves cry, Prince Purple Rain, man himself. I, lo- I love his music. Now, who knew? Who knew he'd be such a good wrestler as a little guy like that? In 15th place, we have our current world champion, Claymore. In 14th place, we have a man who's apparently taking a certain, uh, uh, I don't know, what do you call it, uh, tongue lashing he got recently, seriously. Uncle Frank is now in 14th place. In 13th place, the man with the beer gun, that's right, D's, is in 13th place. In 12th place, we have Size. In 11th place, we have our current full bar, Sydney champion, the Domino Warrior. In 10th place, we have our current estrogen champion, the Cyrus. Okay. In uh, ninth place, we have, oh, oh, I love this. This is fun. Ha-cha-cha. It's fun to say. All right. In eighth place, we have, oh, look at that. Clickety-clack. It's a hobo attack. Hobo Ezekiel has climbed up to eighth place. In seventh place, we have, oh, everyone's little fashion plate guru over here. Teflon Sheik is in seventh place. In sixth place, you know, uh, man, he's kind of on fire lately. Aggie is in sixth place. Good for him. In fifth place, we have our current Superstars and White Lightning champion. Oh, look at that Superstars champion now. Uh, is Mithras. In fourth place, we have uh, everybody's favorite uh, little poet over here. We have uh, Liam O'Shaughnessy in fourth place. In third place, we have Mr. Respect Himself, the power player, Luke Cage. In second place, we have the Champion's Choice champion, Killer Neptune. And taking over first place this week, we have our national champion, Paragon of Greatness, who, by the way, is also the extra points tournament winner. All right. So there you go. Yep. Indeed, the Paragon of Greatness did win the extra points tournament. It vaulted him up into the number one position thus far in this rankings period. And he right now, he, he, is, on, he is on the fast track uh, to possibly being in the main event. At Immortal 8, if things keep going the, going his way. Uh, of course, it could be his brother, Killer Neptune, he has to get past to get that opportunity. Uh, but, you know, he, he kind of has only himself to blame for that. If he, he gave Killer this pep talk uh, and told him he had to win, you know, his goal for this year is to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Killer Neptune took it seriously, and now it could be <laughs> Paragon in his way. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit. But uh, it could be, it's, it may be an interesting conundrum for them if they have to fight each other for that shot. Oh, I doubt it'll be much of a conundrum. I mean, as much as he loves his brother, uh, there, there, there's a, there's quite the bit of a friend. There's quite the bit of a brotherly rivalry there. Uh, have you never hold seen? On, hold on, I've given you this really daunting task, and now I'm going to do everything in my way to rip it from your clutches. Exactly. I know, right? All right, so tomorrow unyielding. Let's talk about now everything we got going tomorrow. Uh, in the undercard matches for, 
part of the undercard, uh, DW and Psy in a special challenge match. Demented Fallen Angel will take on Cassie Joe. Uh, Akuma Murte to take on Teflon Sheik. Teflon's been calling him uh, Morty. Uh, and, and that's been getting under Akuma Murte's skin, so Akuma is going to try to take it out on Teflon Sheik. Uh, Jackie M to take on Nightcrawler in a, another undercard match. Then, then a couple interesting matches. This one just signed this week a no a no rules Scottish rules brawl. I'm not sure how. Wait, if it has yeah, no rules, how does it? Have- I, I don't I have or, no idea. Or, or no rules. Is that are I, they being redundant? I, I I yeah, but that's what they called the that's what they that's what they called the match the two. But it is it is so it is Sophia McFadden taking on Aaron McFadden. Aaron calling out his wife uh, for a match at unyielding. She accepted, so they're they're gonna go at it in a no rules Scottish rules brawl. I wonder if the two of them have been issues and yeah, what. Who was going to choose the dinner menu for next week? I mean, come on. Yeah, I, uh, true enough. But yeah, that's uh, but you know, hey, whatever works, whatever works, I suppose. On yielding RAWF, we we we've had we've done weirder stuff. So, anyways, and three true. stages of three stages of hell match. It will be uh, the Lord of Pain, formerly. Nuno Denunzio taking on Beast, and I have and I have here what the three stages of hell out. First stage will be a weapons match. Uh, let's see, where is the other one? Oh, yeah. Third stage will be hell in the cell. I have to go back real quick and check to see what the second stage was because apparently. All right, TLC. So a weapons match, then a TLC, then a Hell in a Cell. Yeesh. Damn. I mean, can I get a look? Okay. So that's going to be there. The Lord of Pain, formerly uh, Nuno Denunzio. We'll be hearing from him later in the program as well. Uh, also, then we get to the title matches. The immortal Griffith looks to add another title to his resume in RAWF, a title he has never fought for, never tried for, until this past month when he won the 32-to-1 challenge for the first time in his career. Uh, He will face the Hawkster to challenge for the Supreme Fighter Championship. He could be adding another notch to his RAWF belt trophy case. Notch to his belt trophy case. Yeah, it works for me. Hatfield and McCoy championship. Mabel Hare to defend against Beast. These two, uh, we've seen them fight quite often, just never for this title. It was been usually for the Midnight Hobo championship. Now it's for the Hatfield and McCoy. Uh, Maeve has had Beast's number. We will see if that continues tomorrow at Unyielding. Champions Choice Championship. Killa Neptune will take on Zyberlink. Uh, he has chosen Zyberlinks as his opponent, and I thought it. Okay, Hold on. Oh, I had it written down here. Pardon me. You know, message history. A little slow. 
All right. Well, anyway, Diaper Link's challenging Killer Neptune. The deck stacked in Killer Neptune's favor as usual. It is a riddle me this match. Zyber gets any move of his choice that is the only move he can use. So he gets one move per move set. He can't use bag or tricks or defense, but he can use whatever move he wants. He can just use one per move set. So, uh, and of course, Killa as champion can do whatever he wants. I mean, that one, yeah, that one's a good. I I don't think Zyber was going to be able to win that one for sure. All right. Next up. Uh, we are still awaiting Mithras' decision on who will be challenging for the White Lightning Championship. Tag Team Championship, as we heard from Unstoppable's report earlier, Amore will be defend against the Feral Beats. DW and Slashy defending against Beast and the First Lady of Anarchy, Cougar. Cougar also defending her Powerball champion tomorrow, Championship tomorrow against the Paragon of Greatness. Dev will, cha- will defend the Multimedia Championship against Strangleheart. Chris Cage defends his Triple Crown Championship against two members of Black Irish, Scythe and Liam O'Shaughnessy. Maeve defends her Midnight Hobo Championship against Hotshot Chaz. DW Domino Warrior defends the Fubar City Championship against IKP. Tiggs will defend her Estrogen Championship. This one's going to be good. Uh, against the Biatch of the Month, and I'll announce that now. It is the First Lady of Anarchy, the Cougar, the woman who has held the estrogen title more for, for m- more times and for the most time than any woman in RAWF history. She goes for another looking to add to that record estrogen championship title reigns. Uh, Griff will defend the men's championship against the winner of the Arsehole of the Month. Now, you all said we have... If you all were paying attention last week, you heard Griffin Judgment go at it. They had a match last week on the Superstars that if Judgment won and Griff won RC all the month, Judgment would get the men's title shot. Well, it wasn't to be as Wolfie defeated the Immortal Griffith in the finals of the Arsehole of the Month to get a shot at his men's championship at Unyielding. Can Wolfie beat Griff two times in a row to win the men's championship? National Championship, the Paragon of Greatness defends against Luke Cage, the power player. Lady Vex to defend her Platinum Dragon Championship against Deez. And Claymore will defend the World Heavyweight Championship against the former champion, the Immortal Griffith, in a rematch from Dringle Hell Rock two months ago when Claymore beat Griff for the World Heavyweight Championship. So, El Vacant, we, we talk what match pops up in your mind that you'd like to talk about. Ah, shit, we could run the gamut on this one. Um, hmm. Hmm. I mean, I feel, I feel like we shouldn't start at the top. I don't think we should start with the, the heavy world heavyweight championship. Actually, that seems, that seems anticlimactic. Um, I think we should start lower down. Yeah, let's talk about the national championship. All right. And that, of course, is the Paragon of Greatness taking on Luke Cage. Uh, we, they had a bit of a rivalry, rivalry series of matches last year. A couple of them ended in controversy. You had the I, the respect match and then the buried alive match that air ended uh, so strangely. Uh, but none of those matches were for championships. This one is for Paragon's national title. 
and Luke has been having both men have been having issues with other RAW superstars. Luke has had some serious issues with Aggie as of late, and of course Paragon his issues with World Champion Claymore. Uh, so both of them have potential for being distracted, have potential for distractions appearing at ringside. This match could get quite chaotic. Oh, see, definitely. Like, I, I would be stunned if it didn't get chaotic, to be honest. I mean, Aggie certainly is not one to uh, hide in the shadows for very long. And as he's approved uh, in recent weeks, he's he's get, getting a little bit dirtier, getting a little bit uh, more aggressive. And that's saying something for Aggie because Aggie can be. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying. Get like, climbed out of the rafters with a flamethrower in one of your matches. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. He, he's done not. He's 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 he likes fire. He likes causing me to have to pay a lot of money when he burns things. Yeah. Over the years. Does he come he's with a rider on your? What's that? Does he come with his own rider on your insurance? Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's Aggie in a nutshell. <sighs> but those two, it, those two will face duke it out. Luke Cage and the Paragon of Greatness for the national title tomorrow at Unyielding. Uh, what happens there is anybody's guess is it could be more than just those two involved in this match. Uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of the Aggie Luke Cage situation, we'll have more on that in just a few, a little while as well. Uh, so let's talk about since let's forget about talking about matches. Let's talk about certain people because you know there's 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 two or three key personnel tomorrow that will have has the potential of walking out of unyielding with a great amount of titles. Let's start with the first lady of Anarchy, the Cougar. She's already got the Powerball Championship. She could walk out, not just Powerball Champion, but Estrogen Champion once again, and for the first time in her career, a Tag Team Champion when she teams up with Beast to take on the Tag Team Champions Amore. Talk to me about Amore versus Feral Beast. That one should be good. Who do you see coming I, out on that? Honestly, I I, I think Amore, uh, it was very suiting for uh, Amore to win the championship at the event they wanted at, right? I mean, it was it's sort of, you know, you can't, you couldn't write this stuff if you tried, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to stand up to, to, to Coobs uh, and, and Beast. I don't think that's going like, that's, yeah, I think we're going to hear an end new. Hmm. Very good. Very, very well. Could we could very well. Could Coobs, uh, you know, even though she says she chucked, Check the list of, a, of goals. I do believe this was one of those goals on that list. So uh, certainly she'll be, she and Beast are going to make it very tough for DW and Slashy to hold on to those titles uh, tomorrow night and unyielding. And apparently, speaking of Cougs, uh, hold on a second. Cougs, are you still there? Uh, of course. Uh, you have you you have the breaking news. Oh, there we go. Finally. I'm assuming because you said this just in that you have an announcement to make. I do. I have heard from Mithras, the title machine. He has chosen his opponent. 
and I have to say I do agree with this pick myself, he will be facing Claymore for a rematch of last pay-per-view. Okay. All right. So Mithras versus Claymore. Another first for high voltage. Both people in the match are already guaranteed a position in next season. Hmm. All right. So Mithras and Claymore continue um, continue their battle for the White Lightning Championship uh, tomorrow at Unyielding. Should be very interesting, to say the least. Both of them, uh, Mithras defeating Claymore for the White Lightning Championship last month, correct? Or was it two months ago? It was last month. That's what I thought. All right. So that complete that completes the title matches for tomorrow. Then thank you very much, Mithras. Good luck against Claymore. Claymore now his night just became very interesting. Not only does he have to take on Mithras the title machine, he has to defend the World Heavyweight Championship against the Immortal Griffith. Hmm. Claymore could definitely could definitely make a huge statement if he walks out with both of those titles tomorrow at Unyielding. Um, so all right. Speaking of Griffith, as I said, his big night, he could become world heavyweight champion uh, and supreme fighter champion and men's champion El Vacan when all is said and done, if the if everything falls into place for him at Unyielding tomorrow. What do you believe the chances of the immortal one walking out with all three of those titles? I mean, this is the guy who called himself the, what was it, the six-strap Superman? I, I, I think the chances are pretty good. Um you know, I, I think the most challenging match for him is obviously going to be the world championship. He, he has not necessarily failed, fared very well against uh, against the, the current world champion. Although this last week he kind of ran through him like, you know, certain people run to the bathroom after they visit my trucks. I mean, they, yes. And for those of you who don't know what he's talking about, in, in, on a house show uh, in, in Ottawa last week, uh, Griffith and Claymore uh, got random draw and faced off against each other in a non-title match, of course. And Griff won that match fairly easily. Although, you know, the title's not on the line there. Do you think Claymore put forth his best effort, or was uh, possibly I, scouting the immortal Griffith? I, you know, look, I don't, I don't know. Like one of two things happened: either he walked in there overconfident because of the matches he's had with, you know, that last match he had with Griff before that. He kind of walked through Griff, so maybe he walked in there feeling a little cocky, and Griff took it seriously, or you know maybe maybe they both just sort of you know kind of went through the paces trying to feel the other out, and it went the way it went. I mean, who knows? Oh, we will find out. We will find out. It certainly, it very certainly could have added uh, some confidence to uh, Griff's uh, to to Griff's demeanor. We'll talk with him in just a little while uh, about his shot at the World Heavyweight Championship, as well as having to defend the men's champion against Wolfie and challenging Hawkster. Uh, big night for him. Another person with a huge night tomorrow. Uh, we mentioned Coos. We mentioned Claymore. We mentioned Griffiths. Mabel O'Hare. Uh, he's got two titles on the line tomorrow. She's chal- she's being challenged by Hot Shot Chaz for the Midnight Hobo Championship and challenged by Beast for the Hatfield McCoy Championship. Uh, I mean, we... Every time we t- we we've talked about Maeve versus Beast on several occasions over the past few months, it's been Maeve coming out on top uh, each and every time. Uh, but that was you know that was then. Can 
do you think Beast can finally solve the Maeve O'Hare puzzle tomorrow on I Don't Yield Can he? Sure. Look, like I'm not I don't want to make it sound like Beast is some some, you know, green and purple nobody that we pulled in off the streets to have someone just burn through at a match. Like that's not what this is. Like like there's a reason they keep facing each other is because Beast keeps earning shots, right? Um, so there's there's no joke here. I just feel like like Maeve has his number, I, and I, I I don't think that's going to change. And then, of course, being challenged by a hot shot Chaz, a name hot you Chaz. like to say, but how 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 much do you think you might be saying it? The new Midnight Hobos champion, Hot Shot Chaz. Uh, you know, you know, I said this, I said this last week. I, I, I feel like. I feel like uh, I feel like hotshots kind of kind of do like I, you know how I get that gut feeling where I feel like someone's due for a title, and, I, and I've been getting that feeling about him. But, but my gut also says it's not this title. Like I don't think this is it. I think he's gonna have a good showing. I think it's it's gonna be a good match. But I think at the end of the day or night, I guess technically we do it as a night. You know, at the end of the night, I think we're gonna hear an end still. Um, you know, and I think. I think it'll be a good match. I don't think it's going to be like anyone's going to walk over anybody. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think Smart Money is going to be on, on Maeve on this one. All right. Well, let's bring on our current Midnight Hobo and Hatfield McCoy champion uh, and get her thoughts just less than 24 hours away from the big night. She is. to shoulder block your way out of it fun then sure <laughs> well I mean who would do such a thing though who would try to lock you into I, I thought room? I already said who it was I, but you know oh okay saying, uh, there was a certain I mean, he, there was he, a certain southern draw saying very... I'll deal with you later oh okay okay he, he is I very long no blood he skips things this is true well, plus you, you, well, you were you were you were quite tired when you first came on. It was hard to understand a lot of what you were saying, but you sound you're clear as a bell now. So, no, oh, that's nice. All right. So, Maeve, big night for you tomorrow. Let's talk about the Hatfield McCoy Championship. 
uh, an opponent that you know very well, so well that you've beaten him three straight times in Midnight Hobo title matches. However, this time it's for the Hatfield-McCoy Championship. Uh, are you worried that he might finally figure out the Maeve O'Hare puzzle? I'm a puzzle now, am I? That's a new one. Um, I can't, I can't say that I'm worried. I mean, I thought I'm you were not... more of a conundrum. <laughs> I really, I'm, I'm an open book. I don't, I don't know what you're, you're all on about. Um, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm worried. I'm, I'm taking it seriously, of course, but I'm not losing no sleep over it. Um, beast. Beast is a hell of a competitor. He gets better every time I face him. Uh, but I, he, I think he also gets a little bit distracted when he's in the ring with me. So um, I have no shame taking advantage of that. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. So well, we will see what happens. Hatfield McCoy Championship. But let's talk about now Hot Shot Chaz. What are your impressions of Hot Shot Chaz? Uh, as you set to defend the title against him tomorrow, the Midnight Hobo Championship. Impressions. Um, not really good at impressions. That's like. not what have I you ever, have, you ever, have you ever have you ever heard me try to do an American accent? It, it it's not not great. Um, well, I'm, just, I'm just teasing you, Bossman. Well, well, I can do hot. I I can do an impression of Hot Shot Chaz. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, hold on. I know your password, I know the groove you need to meet a master. I have to, no one else can do it, no one faster. Expert with the tech, the hex will tell you what's next. I get in a data flow, I know I'm on the A back. Take a big leap, no one can compete. I guess we wanna be fortified in what she said as I bought the economy A bad beat, that's gonna be I guess we wanna be Break the freckles off your face, changing your astronomy What's up party people listening to the R.A.W.F. After Hours Radio Show This is your friendly neighborhood hotshot It is Hotshot Chaz And tomorrow of course is unyielding Big pay-per-view before Immortal 8 and I got myself a title match tomorrow against Maeve O'Hare for the Midnight Hobo title. Now, Maeve has held that title very successfully for a couple good months. But tomorrow she's got herself a hungry, promising, I guess you want to say up-and-comer, in the hot shot. Now, see, here's what makes me dangerous. I am here to be a champion. I am here to main event. I am here to be the next face of the R.A.W.F. And my road to Immortal begins tomorrow when I come in and I become the next Midnight Hobo Champion. Now, of course, Mabel O'Hare, hell of a wrestler. A lot of big accomplishments in the last year. I've got to tell you, this last year has been the year of Mabel O'Hare, without a doubt. But it's my time now. And this super bad supernova is about to explode. Because tomorrow at Unyielding, the hotshot's going to walk out the new Midnight Hobo champion. I'm going to bring the jazz, the soul, and the rock and roll. So maybe you better be ready. 
I'll see you in the ring. <clears throat> yeah. How'd I do? That was horrible. That, that... <laughs> Didn't sound anything like him. You sounded like one of those morning DJs that you guys have on all the radio stations around here. Well, okay. So to be honest, was that, was, that was not me. That was actually. So that's, that's the sound you make, Vacant Lab, not not oh. Chaz. I've never once heard Chaz say that. Well, I, but, I, I mean, maybe he should. To be honest with you, I gotta be honest with you. That was that was not me doing an impression of Hot Chats, Taz. That was a actual Voker from Vokeru.com, a comment from the actual Hot Chats. No. Yes, yes, it was. You you deceived me. How can I ever trust you again, boss man? <laughs> Wait, you trusted him? He managed. I, apparently, apparently that were my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm very pleased to have heard from Chaz. Uh, he's he's had one hell of a year as well, and I'm certainly not taking him lightly. Out of the two matches, that is the one that I'm more concerned about. A because it's a more prestigious title, and B because I don't have a history of beating Chaz the way I have a history of beating Beast. So, um. It's important to have goals. Um, I'm real happy for him, uh, but I'm afraid that his road to immortal is going to have to go through someone other than me because I have no intention of letting the belt go that easy. All right, and you, of course, the re- the the longest reigning female midnight hobo champion in RAW history, uh, and uh, I don't think you want that to end anytime soon. Uh, certainly not planning on it. So uh, I look forward to facing Chaz tomorrow. Uh, I liked his music. Like Liam said, it's, it's, it's very nice. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun night for Black Irish. There's a lot of belts to be had, and I predict that we are going to come away with everyone we're going after. It is a huge night for Black Irish as a, as a total. We've thought, we've thought we've chatted about Liam and Scythe going for the Triple Crown Championship, uh, IKP challenging for the Fubar City Championship. You all could walk out uh, with titles when it's all said and done tomorrow. That would be a huge statement to make for Black Irish and RAWF. Would you not, would do you not concur? I mean, everything we do is a huge statement, both man, but. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a night. IKP is going to be the Fubar City champion, and either William or Scythe would be excellent Triple Crown champions. I, I, I do have a slight partiality, but I'm not going to say nothing more about that, especially since Liam's over there getting white girl wasted. Well, as what is, as what as, does that mean exactly? I, I feel like it's an American phrase, and he kept saying it in the green room earlier. And I, I don't think know what it means. that the gringos are not so good at holding their liquor. Well, that's not true. He's Irish. He can hold his liquor. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, but boss yeah. man. Yes. So I've been thinking more about my idea of having someone interview you. And I'm, I'm really oh. keen on this. Okay. And I, re- 
I were thinking. Oh Lord, no, no. Just give me a moment. I've got to, got to process through and delete this image of Liam and Yoga Pants. Okay, it's gone. Um, I were thinking. Why not someone who has a great radio voice, is excellent with people, and who everybody loves? But why would I want to interview myself? False, man. I know you're long. But come on now. Oh, well, you just described me to a T, right? That, that that was me that you were talking about. Okay, so... Someone who doesn't have... Okay, fine. Someone who has all of those qualities and is not a pathetic divorcee who hasn't had female company in God knows how long. Ouch. Hmm. Fine. I, ooh, uh, I needed yeah, to make sure would he you like a band-aid? talking about him. First of all, you don't know not you don't know this. You don't know that. Just saying. My private life I keep private. But anyways. So And what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's right. So who then, Maeve, are you referring to? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting right on him. Why? Hi there. L Vacant's going to interview. You want L Vacant, L Vacant to interview me. I mean, you, what if, you, if he's good enough to co-host with you, surely, surely he's good enough to interview you. I mean, Are you saying I mean, you don't have faith in your co-host? I mean, I mean admittedly, I'm more of the, the color guy than the than the. the, 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 the I mean, I'll do it. I mean, you you can ask him colorful questions. <laughs> All right, then we're on. That's good. Let's do this. Thing. Oh, good lord! I want a press though, not tonight. Where's no, I was I, I was thinking I was thinking maybe give give yourself a couple weeks, get geared up. Um. Although I, I did see yeah. Liam Ladd volunteering. And, I mean, I guess I could overlook his string of divorces, but at least I know he keeps company with that strangely attractive eye doctor of hers. So uh, you can take your pick. You, you can have Vacant or you can have Liam. It's the same price, which is true, because I'm not paying either one of them to do this. <sighs> Vacant. Are you willing? Do you want to agree to interview me? Sure, that'd be fun. All right. When do you when do you want this to happen, May? Since this is your since you seem to be producing this whole thing. Oh Lord, don't don't give me any sort of authority. It'll only end badly. Um. Why not? The next after hour after the after the pay per view. So the next what? Next week. Is that enough time vacant, or do you need like research? No, I can I can do it by next week. Okay. Oh, Coops has a good idea. Closer to anniversary. Why not okay. celebrate anniversary by getting to know more about Boss Man? I like work. that idea, Coops. 
See, this is why she's a GM. She's got all the good ideas. I, 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 okay, fine. We'll, we'll do it closer to Radiversia. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, El Vacant, that's how much time you had to prepare good questions. How about we make it, we, let's make it serious questions. Let's try to make it a serious interview. That's how oh, are you years. questioning, are you questioning my, 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 my work ethic? You've been late two weeks in a row. Oh, look, I was blocked in a room by someone that wasn't me. And, uh, okay, well, there was a grease fire that was sort of card in my phone. Uh, oh. You know, Vacant, we could make your job a little easier by maybe making a scene and letting people submit questions that they would like to have Falkman an answer. I mean, maybe. Unless Bossman is afraid of what sort of questions his employees might ask. I just figured I'd ask Judge, and he'd have all the good questions. Oh, Lord, Ooh. no. I'm kidding. Not not doing that. Okay. I was going to say, I don't, I, I don't want this to just turn into two hours of Judge talking about ex-boyfriends and... Bossman overdosing on Excedrin. Well, 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 we got plenty of time to figure this out. So, since it's going to be at <laughs> least two months from now, what's this? Okay, let's get back to talking about unyielding. So, good luck to you tomorrow, Maeve, against Beast and against Hotshot Chaz. Anything else you'd like to add? Any other comments to either of your opponents you'd like to add? I just expect both lads to bring me their A game. And I hope that they can show me something worth seeing. All right. Thank you very much, Maeve. Thank you, Boston. Thank you, Jacob. Absolutely, mate. I mean, you can stay if you want. It's a big lap. You're not even in the way. I don't don't know how I feel about sitting on your lap with other people around. It seems kind of strange. Fair enough. All right. I'll come sit on your I'll come sit on your lap tomorrow, all right? <laughs> Yay. Speaking of Beast though, his he is that is not his only match tomorrow. Uh challenging Mabel here for the Hatfield McCoy championship. He also, he's also taking on uh the Lord of Pain, if you will, uh in a, a three stages yeah. of hell match. And then, hold on. This is this is why it's hard to load clips right before the show because they don't always load in time. Ah, there we go. So the Lord of Pain had some comments from via Vokaru.com about his match with Beast tomorrow, the three stages of hell. I do. Toronto, Ontario. The Lord of Pain is on Beast. Over the last week, I have taken further control over this vessel. And Beast, when I have further control, it means I am more powerful. Three stages of hell 
first a hardcore weapons match. Lots of toys stacked around outside the ring. Then a tables, ladders, and chairs match with my specialty hanging above the ring. Something important to you. Something you may not have realized is missing. If you lose, you will never see it again. Finally, hell in a cell, locked inside, battered, bruised, the Lord of Pain, your only redemption. That's right, Beast. You and I are going to hell tomorrow. And I brought my keys. You will never be the same. Understand me. Never the same again. Less than 24 hours. Unyielding. Toronto, Ontario. Scotiabank Place Arena Blood Bruises Broken Bones Everything the Lord Pain holds dear Say your last goodbyes Beast Make amends Tomorrow it's your judgment day. That was the Lord of Pain talking about the match with Unyielding tomorrow, the three stages of hell versus Beast. <clears throat> All right, folks, we're going to take a quick song break and return. We'll be speaking with the likes of the Immortal Griffith, the Paragon of Greatness. Judgment is lurking around here somewhere. Vex is in the house. We'll be back after these messages. This is R.A.W.F. After Hours on the Back to Basics Radio Network. There's a moment in your bones when, when the fire takes over. Blood is running, heart is pumping as the battle gets closer.
All right, we are back. This is our AWF After Hours on the Back to Basics Radio Network. I'm Lord Amadeus. This is L Vacant. L Vacant, we are on the journey to Immortal. Uh, tomorrow, stop in Toronto for unyielding. Uh, all the all of these title matches we've been talking about are key if these people want to go to Immortal and as champion. Um, and certainly, some. There's one person here who especially wants to go to Immortal as champion because it's Immortal being in her hometown of Chicago, Illinois, that being the Platinum Dragon champion, Lady Vex. <clears throat> but she has to get by D's uh, tomorrow night to be able to go to Immortal as Platinum Dragon champion. Where do you sit uh, on how you, how do you feel about the Platinum Dragon title match and how it will play out tomorrow at Unyielding? Oh, me? You want me to chime in on this? Um, hmm. I, hmm. I, I feel like she's been a little more motivated lately, especially after some some things have been said. Uh, I, I think there's a good chance she's going to Immortal with this title. Okay. Well, let's find out what she thinks. So I, although I'm pretty sure I know what she thinks and what she wants. But let's hear it in her own words. Bring on the reigning Platinum Dragon champion. Ladies and gentlemen, she is. Defending the Platinum Dragon Championship against D's tomorrow at Unyielding here in Toronto. How are you feeling going into this match? Just fine. Um, everyone else wants to make a huge deal out of it and say the same things over and over again. And it kind of smells like somebody's just really got to hype themselves up to get into this. And I'm going into it knowing myself. And and D and, and D's has been very vocal about how he's going to take that title away from you tomorrow night. He's been he's been hungering for a nut, for a chance at gold for quite a while now. Um, but I know how motivated how how it you feel about going into Immortal in Chicago as Platinum Dragon Champion. Um, any special plans if you do beat D's tomorrow? You know. It's been a long 
long year, the last 12 months. It has been a very long time. And uh, at this point, I just enjoy the show. Um, enjoy the radio. I enjoy the show that you guys put on, all the work that you put into it. And uh, when I walk out of there, I'm going to mail you another postcard that tells you Unstoppabot needs to be in the RAWF Hall of Fame this year. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the the Hall of Fame committee will, will take that, I'm sure will take that into consideration. Uh, I, me and among, me and others talk about that here pretty darn quick, actually, because we do have to make those announcements at Immortal just five <laughs> weeks from tomorrow. Uh, so... All right, Vex. Well, <laughs> any anything, any last words for these? Leave your toys at the door because it's not going to do you any good. All your usual little, uh, what is your fucking deserator, deserator, <laughs> whatever it is. You're done. Pinging a fucking beer off my head like a child that's been let it out at a frat party isn't going to do you any fucking good. Grow up and give the Platinum Dragon title match exactly the respect it deserves. All right. Thank you, Vex. And uh, good luck to you tomorrow against these. All right. I guess she's already gone. All right. Well, apparently we have Dees on the air with us, and he wants to tort or wants to respond. Dees, are you there? Absolutely. Well, you heard the words of the Platinum Dragon champion, Lady Vex, just seconds ago. Long time listener, uh, first time caller. Actually, it's his second time ever being call, second calling time. in. Oh, second time. All right. Yeah, these, I called so, last time someone talks smack like she talks. Actually, I was calling, going to call before she even spoke because people that listen are tired of hearing the same people talk over and over again out of their ass. She talks out of her ass on a constant basis, and I'm going to take my deserator and my beers, shove them up her popo, and take that title from her. She will not have it when we go to Chicago. Wow. And Deez, it's been a while since you've held gold. At one point in your career, you had uh, several titles, about five or six of them. Uh, what, what, I mean, what, what has been the, what do you think has been the slump? What, 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 what did you have to do to get back to where you, you were? Time getting back to basics, as everybody knows. But basically spreading myself thin amongst all those titles and might have taken a little break. But um, Vex always brings out the best in me and constant smack talk and down talking other people, which everyone, and I mean everyone in WU universe, is tired of. So I will take this title. I will shut her up, and I will hold it high as she's counted one, two, three in the middle of the ring. All right. Well, good luck to you tomorrow, Dee. Just be sure. 
and uh, big match for you, the B- the Platinum Dragon Championship. Do you understand what the Platinum Dragon Championship means in RAWF? Absolutely do. And I plan on being the face of that title for a long time to come. Because she's not the face of anything and definitely shouldn't be the face of this company. All right. Well, Dees, I thank you for joining us and uh, getting your two cents and uh, good luck to you tomorrow against Vex Platinum Dragon Championship. Thank you. Should probably All get right. a refund. All right. So, with that being said, uh, let's bring on the man who has a chance of walking out as world heavyweight champion, supreme fighter champion, and men's champion of everything plays out to the way he sees it to play out. He is the only in one. is here. Good evening, Griffith. <laughs> Good evening, sir. Good evening. Before we get started, I just want to address a little something we just heard. Look, you know, I, I got to say, you know, one of the things, you know, these came on here and one of the things he read out of the gate, one of the things he said is, you know, hearing from somebody who isn't on here all the time about talking shit. And I'm like, you know, on one hand, I want to say, look, you know, if you want to hear other people, encourage other people to call the fuck in because the people you hear week in and week out are the ones who have the cojones to get in here. And you, you like what I did there? Uh, yeah, that was my word, though. Don't do that again. Uh, the uh, you know, but have you know, have the balls to come in here and 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 be on the air and and, and talk, you know. So, but on, and on the, the the side of that, but you know, hey, but he did. He came in here. Like I said, I think you said it was the second time he's ever done it, but he came in and he spoke his mind. So good for him. But, you know, if you want to hear more people and hear the same people every weekend, do it more. Encourage other people to do it, too. All right. Well put. Well put, Griff. Very well put. So let's talk about tomorrow's card as far as you're concerned. First of all, uh we just recently learned you did, did not win the Arsenal of the Month tournament. Instead, you made it to the final match and were defeated by Wolfie, who will challenge was, you now. Uh, that was such a close match. I don't, uh, God, I don't even want to think about it. 
<laughs> it was well, definitely good for him. Good for Wolfie. He he caught me. Uh, I he, give him the credit. He, he he did something that not a lot of people have managed to do. Indeed, it looked there for a while that you were once again going to be arsehole of the month. Choose your own opponent at unyielding. However, at the last, at Wolfie put a crimp in those plans, and now he has an opportunity to win the men's championship from you. Now, you know that win. You could say that could be momentum for him. That could be inspiration, or it could mean the exact opposite: overconfidence, possibly. Uh, maybe he got lucky, but I've tagged with the man. I know how good he is. Uh, he's no slouch. So with that being said, talk to me about what you have in store for Wolfie tomorrow. Oh, look, I, I faced Wolfie many times. Um, and if my memory serves me correctly, that win in the tournament is the only time he's ever beaten me. So I feel pretty confident in that match. Uh, I mean, the light, the title is going to be on the line. Uh, we know how I, how I am about defending titles. Well, at least most titles uh, <laughs> at pay-per-views. So, you know, look, I, I think, I think Wolfie's in for a hard night. Well, and certainly, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I pull for the guy. He, I tagged with him, know him a little while. Uh, I, can't, it's hard for me to root against him, but at the same time, I know that he's got quite the uphill battle tomorrow with the men's championship on the line. Uh, the arsehole of the month, I'm sure it's not like you weren't putting forth your best effort, but I have a feeling you're going to up it just a notch when it comes to defending the men's championship. Uh, so should be a hell of a fight. So now, If I'm going to be honest, if I'm going to be honest, look, I mean, the reason he won that match is because I thought, like many people did, I thought I had that match in hand. And I let up the gas. And he made me pay for that. I should not have let up on the gas. Um, you know, I was like, you know, I got this guy beat. I don't need to, I don't need to hit him with a big finish. I'll just go for the pin. And, and I was wrong. And I was so stunned that he kicked out. that he turned around and knocked me on my ass. Um, believe me, I will not make that mistake again. All right. Well, we, we'll see tomorrow at Unyielding. Now, challenging, we've talked about this at length because it's been quite a, it's been quite a while since you won the 32-1 to 1, uh, season. We've talked about it several times, how you've never held this title, and it was a shock to actually see you competing uh, under the rules of the Supreme Fighter Championship, but you managed to do it. You managed to win a 32-1, to 1, and now, uh, I mean, obviously – it's the fact that you want to add this to your resume. Not so much that you – I don't know that you would have have that much – I don't want to say respect because you have respect for every championship you've ever held. But, you know, you don't hold it to a degree because of what it stands for and how it's fought for, uh, as you would, say, the men's championship or World Airways championship. Is that fair? It's a complicated answer. I mean, I guess um... – I look at it very much like the way I look at hardcore titles, the way I look at, you know, because it's, it has special rules. It's, and, 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 I, and I don't mean this word in, in, a, in a prerogative sense, but, but it, it's a gimmick title. You know, there's, there's a gimmick to the matches. You know, they're, they're like in some places there's an electrified cage. In some places you're fighting out in the streets with anything you can get your hands on. And so, you know, but these are places where the normal rules 
of of what we do do not apply. And uh, and be, so because of that, it, it lives in its own special place, you know. And I'm, you know, and I'm I'm pretty fond of some of the other again, for lack of a better term, gimmicky kind of ideas. It's just this one never really grabbed me. I don't, I don't personally enjoy it. Um, it's, it's not something, uh, it's not something I seek out. Um, and I'll be honest, I, did, I didn't join the tournament to, co- to go after a belt I'd never had. I, I really didn't. I, I honestly did it because one of your GMs, a very hardworking GM, asked me a personal favor to get the numbers rounded out to make the tournament work better. And I agreed. And if I'm going to agree to do something, I'm going to do it. So next thing I know, I'm in the finals and then go, now I have the title shot. Just because I don't like doing something doesn't mean I don't excel at it. I mean, that's true. I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, uh, after all, you've been alive many, 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 many years, decades. You can say it out. Yeah. We, we, don't, we don't even know when you came to existence, to be honest. But anywho, I'm sure you've been in situations before where you had to do something you really didn't want to do, but you did it just for the challenge. And that's – I mean, how, many times I had to, how many times I had to wrestle Hobo? You ever smelled that man up close? Well, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, I, I have. He's been here in the studio many times. So you know. Okay, fair enough. Well, and talk to me about the Hawkster. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a definitely a, a force. He at one point almost became world heavyweight champion here last month, but was unable to get the job done. But he he came close. So tell me. Uh, any any concerns about having to take on Hawkster for a belt that he's more much more familiar with than you are? None whatsoever. Okay. All right. Just, no, I, I am not concerned about Hawkster. I, I've never been concerned about Hawkster. I will never be concerned about Hawkster. I mean, I've got you know some pretty big names on my ear going, "Oh my God, he's an up and comer. He's just you know." He's done amazing things out in the indies, and you know he's on, he's nearly unstoppable. And, and I just look at him and go, really? Because every time I face him, I stop him. I don't see this being any different. All right. So now we turn to the main event tomorrow: the chance to <laughs> regain the world heavyweight championship from the man uh, you lost it to two months ago at Jingle Hell Rock. It will be you, Claymore, a shot at your seventh World Heavyweight Championship reign. Um, So, I mean, where do we go from here? Where do we start here? Obviously, redemption, revenge, uh, payback, whatever you want to call it, has got to be on your mind for what happened two months ago at Jingle Hell Rock. (sighs) Yes and no. So we all we all know about my own little personal curse when it comes to this particular title. Um, it's no secret. In fact, even even my erstwhile little opponent over there uh, has mentioned it more than once. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm really good at at getting that belt. Not so good at keeping that belt. 
So, you know, am I, am I stunned at what happened two months ago? No. I mean, I'd hope to do, you know, show a little better than I did, but no, I, I did what I do when I'm trying to defend that belt. And I, I just, had a horrible match. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's my headspace. I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's a curse. Maybe, I, who knows? But that's regardless. Because, see, I'm not going into this defending the belt. I'm going into this looking for the belt. And, and my record for getting the belt when I get that match is, is pretty good. I mean, it's not blemish-free. But it's, you have to admit, it's, it's pretty good. This is true. Your record in world title matches as far as being a challenger is not is is pretty damn good. However, your record in title match world title matches against Claymore not so good. Is not so good. So, and to be honest with you, as I'm going to be going to we might as well address address the elephant in the room. Your record as world champion defending the title about the same is abysmal. What is so? I mean, we know how, you've been men's champion forever. You have no problem defending that title. You are you have been the most dominant men's champion in RAWF history, over throughout its history. Platinum Dragon probably you probably have the longest Platinum Dragon reign as well. I do. Uh, added to your resume, that was a title you had absolutely no problem defending for quite a long time. What is it about the World Heavyweight Championship that you can't get to? I get to the performance of the men's championship in the Platinum Dragon. I, who knows? I don't know. And you can't even say like it's, oh, well, it's a different level of competition because, I mean, some of the same people I've lost that title to are people I have beat the hell out of for the Platinum Dragon Championship. So so I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's something in my head. I don't Like I said, I, I don't know. Now, look, here's what I figure. I figure I need to go in, take this title off Clay, for various reasons. One, because he's a blemish and stain upon the belt itself, but we can go into that later. Um, but also, but see, it, it gives me, a, it gives me, if I walk into Immortal, my pay-per-view as the world champion, something I've never done. I think that's how I break this curse. That's how I break that run of bad luck. I go into Immortal, my pay-per-view, main event, world champion, and I defend it. It could very well happen. We will find out tomorrow whether the first step of that process, you winning the world title from Claymore, uh, comes to fruition. So, I, any I last like Paragon's answer. Can we go with Paragon's answer? <laughs> Par- Paragon's out there going, I, 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 I intentionally lose it so I can add another number of Marines I've had. I, I mean, I wish that were true. I really wish that were true because it would be funnier that way. All right. Well, Griff, any final words for any of your opponents tomorrow at Unyielding? Uh, well, look, I, uh, I I just stepped into and out of a ring with with our world champion uh, just this last just this last week, you know, and I, I I tuned him up. Now he's been running around in the back trying to say that he quote unquote laid down for me to boost the pay-per-view sales and other nonsense like that. But anyone who pays attention, who watched him, that's, that's obviously not true. Um, you know, I, I had his number uh, and, and he knew it early on. Uh, I mean, it's possible he, he gave up early, but 
you know, I, I, came, I went in there and, and I basically just showed him, look, if it comes to a power game, I'm going to win that. And, and, you know, I, and I specifically did. That's all I did is I just overpowered him over and over and over again. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm known for going to the ring, especially with some of these big, strong guys, you know, like Luke and Mithras, you know, and, and showing you using my agility and, and, and my athleticism to try and win those matches. But see, with Claymore, I don't need to do that. With Claymore, I'll just ragdoll him. So Claymore, strap that mask on nice and tight tomorrow because it needs to uh, stay, stay in place when I pick you up and I throw you across the ring over and over and over again. Will the immortal Griffith walk out with his seventh World Heavyweight Championship tomorrow at Unyielding? Will he still be men's champion, and will he win the Supreme Fighter Championship uh, for the first time tomorrow at Unyielding? All these questions uh, and more tomorrow in Toronto. Good luck to you, Griff, on each and every one of your contests. Thank you, sir. All right. So, L. Vacant, um, one wanted to bring this up real quick. Uh, we talked about Aggie earlier and how unpredictable he is and, and, you know, how dangerous he can be in a recent tag match. Uh, it was a more, the tag team champions taking on, uh, uncaged Luke Cage and Chris Cage. Uh, after the match was over Aggie attacking doc or commentator, doc Dillinger, because he was wearing a pair of Luke Cage's sunglasses, uh, this is this is how unstable Aggie has become. How obsessed with Luke Cage uh, he seems to come, and I have a feeling this is going to have to come to a head uh, somewhere down the road between Aggie and Luke. Uh, yeah, I would hope. <laughs> I mean, everything, maybe this that, doesn't escalate any further. I mean, Aggie's done some really. He he. he he, he's been extremely aggressive. There's no doubt about it. Possibly the most aggressive I've ever seen him. So, so we will see where that all leads to a head. But tomorrow, Luke Cage challenges this man who also has issues with Claymore. Um, let's talk to then our national champion, the Paragon of Greatness, once again. Paragon, good evening, sir. Good evening, L.A. Ooh, it's an action-packed, news-packed night, isn't it? It is. It extremely is, Paragon. And uh, you know, it it there has been so going so much going on uh, in your career right now. We talk about defending the national championship against Luke Cage. Uh, right now, you you you're the number one wrestler in the current rankings period with a bullet. Looking, I'm sure, looking at Immortal, the main event of Immortal is in your sights. Uh, and then, of course. All of this going on with the world champion Claymore, it very well could be if things were to fall into place, you versus Claymore for the World Heavyweight Championship in the main event of Immortal. Still plenty of things, still plenty of factors uh, that could deter that, but it is still a possibility. Uh, I'm sure that is on your mind as we speak. Uh, So... Let me tell you something about poetry, irony, history, and destiny. Because I'm sitting here looking in front of myself 
I've passed just one more rankings match before we finish this period going into Immortal. And I'm looking at all of these different options, and I see history, you know, one year, one year, Claymore and I have been clashing over this whole good man, false idol, snake oil salesman deal. This all started in the wake of my Immortal 7 matchup. Coming out of the Pandora's Box of Fun match, I was injured almost immediately after Immortal. I received this brutal attack from Iceman King Parsons, and as 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 we've covered at length, we know how that story goes, and we know where we're at now. And then we look at Destiny. Perhaps I'm able to get this contendership, and it was never going to be Claymore. It's going to be World Heavyweight Champion, the Immortal Griffith. At Immortal, the main event, the Immortal versus the Immortal. A match that we've known basically since the moment that I walked into the doors of this company is going to happen one day. A match that is destined to happen. And then we've got irony. Because I've got all of these grand designs in my mind. And then I give a speech to my brothers. I tell them they need to get things together. They need to straighten their careers out, particularly Kill and Neptune, who I ask to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And as irony would have it, here he stands possibly the obstacle that will be in my way to getting either one of these huge main event matches we could see Kill and Neptune versus the Immortal Griffith. Now we could see Kill and Neptune taking that match with Claymore that I've been working so hard to get. And then we've got poetry. Because you see, there's been a rhythm to this last Immortal to Immortal period. On four separate occasions during this last calendar year, I've gone into a pay-per-view ranked within the top two. And on four separate occasions coming out of the pay-per-view, win, lose, or what have you, somehow I have fallen out of the top two and lost my opportunity at the World Heavyweight Championship. And as, you know, poetry would have it, two of the next people in line, obviously, Liam O'Shaughnessy, the connection makes sense. And what about Luke Cage, the number three ranked wrestler? He's not being talked about right now in this spot, but he should be, because he's got a match with me, a rankings match with me, that has huge implications here. After just recently claiming that, you know, I, I was doing Luke Cage a favor, helping him out earlier this year, and now I've gotten a new motivation out of Luke Cage. I've, I've set the stage for Luke Cage to potentially take away what I was looking for. I've got two, two different people whom I have set into motion that could potentially block me from my own path. There are so many narr- 
narr- narratives and stories going into Immortal. This is why I love this business. Oh my goodness. I mean, the storytelling possibilities, it gives you goosebumps. <laughs> I mean, you make a good point there. I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. Luke Cage is right up there in the mix. And this match for the national championship could actually make a huge difference in the rankings. Although, you know, as Griff pointed out, it's pretty unlikely uh, you winning the extra points tournament uh, really uh, cemented you. I'm not going to, I won't guarantee it, but I say at this point, a 90% chance that you'll be one of the top two, even if you lose to Luke Cage tomorrow. But we will that is that is neither here or there with that being said uh the distractions of facing Luke Cage both of you uh him with Aggie you with Claymore have had a lot of distractions in your career as of late where do you see Claymore or Aggie playing a part in this match between you and Luke Cage tomorrow I'm gonna be honest with you and and again I'm probably going to eat my own words by saying this but if I were to put down money, I would say that we're not going to see Claymore poke his head around in this match. He's been avoiding me for the better part of a year now. I don't think that here at this opportunity he's going to have anything to do with it. He, he wants me to be focused on the national championship rather than dealing with him. That being said, Aggie is a wild card, and that man is, is, is just batshit crazy. He's probably going to arrive, and there's probably going to be something involved. And you know, I wouldn't expect anything different because this if we learned anything from the last series of matches I had with Luke Cage, something wacky is going to happen. It's just a foregone conclusion, and I mean, wow. Uh, you know, the, the two of us can't catch a break as far as having ourselves a good, clean, one-on-one match, and honestly, I don't know if I'd have it any other way. Let me tell you something here. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit um, to edit out the less relevant parts, but I, I want to tell you something that Luke Cage had to say in our RAWF unyielding update scene. He said, Paragon, you said you were done lifting people up and putting them over. You want to focus on your legacy, right? Well, Luke's star is just rising, and even though I may be distracted, my focus is going to be on you. No gimmicks, no burials, no handshakes, no respect, just a straight-up fight. It's time for Luke to prove himself all over again. I mean... This could not have worked out better, could not have been a more perfect response from the power player. I want to let you in on a little bit of a secret here, um, L.A. Uh, you, you know this. You've, you've known it for a long time. It's the way that I operate in this company. I like to create a good story. I, I don't care if I win. I don't care if I lose. What I care about is if the ride was worth having. And I'll tell you, a couple of weeks ago, a lot of people kind of wondered uh, – it seemed a little bit out of the character of, of yours truly to, to make a comment that I made. It, it seemed like it was a bit disrespectful, a bit diminishing of some of the people that I've had opportunity to work with, with over the last year. I said something to the effect of, I have been working with people below, you know, quotes, below my station in order to uh, help rise the tide. And I'm going to be honest, it, it hurt a little bit to say that because I didn't mean a word of it. RAWF, I have made this abundantly clear over the years. This is the pinnacle of this 
business. Every single person from the top to the bottom of this roster has earned a spot here, and we are the best of the best. There's no such thing as below anybody else's station. We are all top-level stars. There's a degree of parity in this company that makes all of us better. So when I said this, it was for a very specific reason. It was for one set of ears to hear, and that was for Luke Cage. I wanted him to hear this. I wanted a fire to be lit in this man's gut for him to think, Paragon thought he was doing me a charity earlier this year. You know, the, this series of matches, the series of matches that kind of solidified Luke Cage's solo run, it was nothing but a guy giving him a handout. I wanted him to get pissed off. I wanted him to get angry. I wanted him to come into this match not thinking this is a match that he's the underdog. He's got to climb up a hill to prove himself. I wanted him to come into this match and think, I am going to win that national championship. And I think based on the statements that he just made, my goodness, mission accomplished. All right. So, Paragon, good luck to you tomorrow against Luke Cage. Keep us updated on this whole Claymore uh, stuff. And, uh, well, yeah. Well, what? actually, to that effect, uh, to that effect, I do have some unfortunate news. So, this saga over the last number of weeks involving the lawyers, uh, you know, the immortal Griffith has talked at great lengths about the, the cowardice involved, and, uh, you know, I've not been able to attend locker room events, I can't go to production meetings, I can't, at this point, I can't even use the restrooms or the gyms at our arenas, it's it's really been affecting me. I've not been able to interact with the RAWF universe in the way that I'd like to. I, you know, I can't attend autograph signings before the shows in, in the event that the good man might be there. Uh, and I'm sad to admit that the inability to be there for the RAWF universe, to be there for our fans, has, in fact, broken me a little bit. And that is why I've got an announcement to make regarding tomorrow's pay-per-view show here on the Back to Basics Radio Network. I have... I've come to a decision and a settlement out of court with the good man. And, uh, you know, everybody can tune in if they would like to uh, tomorrow night. I will be reading a prepared statement written by none other than our world heavyweight champion himself as a settlement that will allow me, once again, access to the RAWF universe, our locker rooms, restrooms, production meetings, and what have you. I can get things back on track, get back to the normal life of RAWF. So tomorrow, um, I'd like everybody to tune in and hear what the good man has to say. All right. And we will be live tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, right here on the Back to Basics Radio Network at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, Paragon, we look forward to it. Uh, Well, I think we do. Maybe we don't. I don't know. But at anywho, Paragon, we'll see you tomorrow night, and good luck to you against Luke Cage. Thank you. All right. 
That was the Paragon of Greatness. Next, we turn to a lady who's got a huge night, a huge task ahead of her, but she could walk out of unyielding with three RAWF championships. She is the Cougar joining us again. Cougs? Yes. (laughs) So... Uh, we've already talked at length about you defending the, par- the title against Paragon, and I forgot to mention that Paragon, uh, it, it kind of, you know, with everything been going on, that was, I kind of forgot he's actually challenging you for the Powerball Championship. Paragon, anything you'd like to say about the Powerball Championship while Coops is here? Uh, yes, I, I actually did not forget. I uh, intentionally chose not to say anything because I'm, I'm a little bit afraid. I have to protect my throat a little bit. Last week, Coops. Uh, threatened to punch me in the throat because I had too many nice things to say about her, and uh, I still have nothing but nice things to say, so I'm, I'm a little bit of afraid of the old throat jab. I'll keep the claws uh, in. Yeah, she keeps the claws in, so it's not, you know, and you got... Oh, but anyways, well, I mean, good luck to you against Coogs in the Powerball Championship as well, but Coogs, anything you have to say to Paragon before the big match tomorrow? Uh, it was kind of up there at one point. It was the one that I really wanted to kind of hang on to. And then other things have occurred. So it's kind of fallen as in the order of importance to me. I'm still going to go. I love being a pain in his side. I love he can't figure me out any longer. I intend to give him a good match, but I will probably not be as focused as I had originally intended. And that is because two other matches were uh, were added to your added to your your schedule tomorrow in just the last couple of days. First of all, congratulations winning the biatch of the month, going for the estrogen title for I believe the fourth time. You are the long. You are the person who has held that title, the estrogen title, uh, for the most consecutive months uh, overall, uh, days overall in RAWF history, and it it may be coming back to you once again tomorrow at unyielding. Tell talk to me about what that estrogen title really means to you. I think it should be called the Coogs title. <laughs> you know, I love that title especially since the D word was taking off of it. Um, I like being the one that has that, that history of the longest consecutive reign. I feel that Tiggs is getting close to that. And the last time somebody was getting close to a breaking a title reign, I politely stopped it. Politely, <laughs> you don't. Oh. She's very yeah. polite while she's punching yeah. you in the throat. Uh huh. Yeah. No, that wasn't. That wasn't politely. So I. Yeah, no. I suppose. I, I suppose for her it's kids. politely, but you know. Anyway. All things are relative. <laughs> I mean, well, I just I remember, I remember one Thanksgiving she. Frank. I remember one Thanksgiving she threw cranberry sauce in my face when I asked her to pass it to me. She thought that was polite, but anyways. Uh, moving along. Did you or did you not say pass the cranberry sauce? I didn't mean like a quarterback. Did you or did you not say oh my pass? God. At any rate, moving <laughs> along. 
Moving along. That's a, that's a, <sighs> all right. So, in other words, it would. In other words, the estrogen title means a whole lot to you. You would love to have it back uh, once again for the fourth, your fourth record. It would be a record, I believe, setting. Uh, I don't believe anyone's ever held it four times. And so, I mean, it, you're right. It kind of would need to be. It would if if we were to name titles after the person that most best represents. There's no doubt about. Uh, you would be the estrogen champion. Uh, you know, would, we would name it the, the first lady of anarchy, the cougar title, no doubt about it. But so, talk, I mean, T, I'd love to see you do it again. Not, but Tigress has been very tough. She has really been uh, very strong as of late in recent months. And you're right, she's been a pretty dominant estrogen champion defending against all comers. Uh, so, in what my defense, ex- in my defense, when Tigress and I went for that title last time, I was in labor. That's true. That's true. That was just a few short months ago. Was that Black Friday? That was Black Friday, yes. That's what I thought. So, yes, this is true. Tigress has even uh, defended the title successfully against you, but you – like you said, you were in, you were, you were with child at the time. You no longer have that burden uh, on your belly, and don't have to worry about your about your health as near as much. So you can at least uh, have that to focus on. We will see what happens. Any last words for Tigress before the big match? Well, she got it right when she said it's going to be the ultimate battle of the felines. <laughs> it most certainly is Tigress and a tiger Eddie Cougar. That is going to be one hell of a match tomorrow at Unyielding. And how 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 would how would it feel to go into Immortal as Estrogen Champion? It'll be the second. It would be the second year in a row that you've done that. That's what I was just thinking. It it seems to be kind of like a, a a tradition that I'm trying to start going into Immortal as the estrogen champion. I kind of like that. Yeah. All right. And then, of course, the third match, and maybe the one that I don't, maybe maybe most important to you tomorrow. I'm not sure. Uh, You and Beast, the Feral Beast, as you're known respectively, challenging DW and Slashy, the tag team champions and more, for the tag team titles tomorrow at Unyielding. Um... Was this on was this on the list? Yes. That's what I thought. I thought it was. I thought it was. Abby, I, I, I thought that might have been on the list on Abby's list. So with that being said, how how motivated talk to me about possibly being tag team champions when unyielding is done, how much that would mean to you. There's no possibly. I will give up both of the other titles for the tag. Wow. You would give up both the Powerball and the Estrogen Championship to be tag team champions if that were a, a, situ- if a possible situation. Hmm. Yes. Wow. And, and, and I'm assuming you trust Beast enough to, to, to know that he, you, that he knows you feel that way. Uh, and if he's going to put it all for everything he's got on the table uh, to help you do that. Yes. 
Okay. Well, it's going to be it's definitely going to be one hell of a tag team title match then. Uh, talk to me about DW and Slashy. I know you and Beast did beat them in this season of tag teams. Uh, you do have a victory over them. So does that add to your confidence level? Yes. And I'm getting to where I'm overcoming DW a little more on a one-on-one situation. So I'm learning both her single style and her tag style. Um, they don't stand a chance against us, honestly. You know, we are highly motivated to take those titles. Well, Cougs, it's going to be a hell of a night for you tomorrow at Unyielding. Um, you know, Powerball Championship, Estrogen Championship, and then it sounds like the tag team titles mean a huge deal to you. So good luck to you in all three contests. Any final words for any of your opponents? Um, well, just watch your backs because, well, Paragon, watch your throat. Everybody else, watch your back, because I am going to have my claws out. Yes, I will be more focused on one match more than the other, but I've been in that boat before, and I've always walked away with the ones that I really wanted. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cougar will be front and center. Three title matches tomorrow for her at Unyielding. Which one is this? does she walk away with three titles tomorrow? I wouldn't put it past her. She's she's absolutely capable of doing such a thing. Good luck to you, Coots. Thank you, Ellie. Wait, Ellie, I have a question for you. Oh, okay. Now that you've got your interviewer settled, and I meant to ask you last week, what would be the issue of my sister interviewing you? Which sister? Uh, you were only married to one of my sisters. No. <clears throat> I, I believe you just answered your own question. <laughs> <laughs> Is she still even still alive? <gasps> I haven't heard from her or seen her or anything. I've been avoiding her. Why would I want her to interview me? Because you want a good, in-depth interview. By the way, I'll get you some good questions, Bacon. What is with this? Well, now I know, I know at least at least one other person to ask. I don't know. <laughs> I want to be interviewed now. People are bringing up stuff already that I'm uncomfortable with. I think I'm just going to... Uh, okay. Next up. Thank you, Coops. Next up. Have a good evening. He is he is the new the new ruler of the Republic of Adnoid. Please welcome the Duke of Self.
Ladies and gentlemen, judgment is here. <clears throat> Hello. Oh, hi. Hello. You know, uh, before we start this, I want to address something that was said earlier tonight by one Maeve O'Hara. She said, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Support. You know, Amadeus, I was sitting here thinking to myself, self, because I call myself self. I said, self, let me ask Amadeus a question. And Amadeus, this is a serious question that you can ponder and grip you um, or, 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 or Griff, I want you to listen to because I'll deal with you later on. I got some stuff to deal with, deal with you. But you now, El Vacant, get a piece of paper out because you want to write this down. Amadeus, wait, hold on, wait, give me a moment. All right, all right go. Okay, Amadeus, you're the leader of this REWF now. You you go and you sought after all these arenas and places to hold these big pay-per-views that you do. You make sure you get all the license and, and, and make sure the wrestlers are booked and paid and, and everything. Has there been any venue that you've booked that you've later regretted booking? Any venue? Yeah, any, any arena, any place that you've booked a pay-per-view that later on you look back that you regret doing that. See, that's a well, question for the people. I mean... Don't don't ask right now. Hold up. Save it till the questionnaire comes out. But that's a question for the people. Oh, that's a question for the people. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, no, only when we went to Tijuana. That was a great show. Uh, Elvika, I think you could come up with your own. You're intelligent enough to come up with your own questions without help from Peanut Gallery, don't you? I mean, it wasn't a bad question. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but I'm just saying. It wasn't like he asked, what was your favorite topping to get covered in in the pot tub? Oh, well, that would be – oh, never mind. That, you weren't that was when that's, – that's when him and when, when him and uh, Goose's uh, sister had – So, Duke, Duke. Yes, yes. So how are things going in the Republic of Adenoid? How are things uh, – since the you've Republic taken Adenoid, over we're, – we're, I am doing great there. I have, I, have, I have taken over. I have got everything in control. I have – I have my own bird. Wait, you have you you have a you have your own bird. Like like you got a pet parrot. Yes, we have a bird. You you got. No, we have a, we, we have we have a national bird. Let me guess. I I I I I know this. I know what I know what it, a it's cockatoo? a cockatoo. A cockatoo, right? It's got to be no, no. A bo- wait, wait, it is the, it is a movie? small bird. I, I thought you, you know, loved cock. It's a small bird. I, I, you know, you don't focus here. Focus, gentlemen. Focus. You're you're you're, you're making me feel like I'm at a club. You know, Friday, Saturday night. Now, focus. The new bird of my country is the skittle. Wait. I, I don't think that's a bird. That's a that. Oh, it is, is a bird. What is that a? Wait. It is a bird. Skittle. Wait, is it really? It's a real bird. Look, look it up. Um, Skittle. Oh my god. Skittle. Bird. Oh my gosh. There you go. I have a Skittle bird. It's a real <laughs> bird. It's actually a bird. It's a real bird. Of course it's a bird. It's my bird. It's my bird of my country. Come on. It's a, it's European, but I mean, what it's doing in the in the Caribbean island, I have no idea. But I mean, it, it flew it, down on vacation. 
Okay. That's that's uh, I mean I, I I applaud you. That that one that's a good one. Does it is 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 it sour or is it which flavor is it? It's tropical. Oh, I see what you did there. I, I, it was pretty good. That was that was good. I, I gotta say, wow. All right, so the skittle is the official bird of the Republic of Adenoid. So I got a so you know I got a question. Are you, you going to come up like with like a pledge of allegiance? You know, something like that, or, 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 and, an, you know, are you going to have national holidays? What, what are your plans? What's some of your plans for the Republic of Adenoid? Well, we already know he's going to have the a first thing I'm going to be doing is day. putting, first thing I'm going to be doing is putting together a, a cabinet. I didn't and know you liked the I'm going to be doing a cabinet. I'm going to be hiring, I'm going to get some new secretary people in here and, and we're going to turn this, we're going to, we're going to really boost this up here and, and before long, I'll be taking over everything. Taking over, yeah, IKEA. <laughs> I'm. I, I need to call it IKEA. Wow. We're gonna. Like, I'm, I will have a pledge next week for you. Oh, you are. And everyone oh. will be. Every, everyone. Everyone will have to say. Everyone will say it. Everyone will fulfill it. There's gonna be. There's gonna be the. The. the uh, not only the, the, the national pledge from from my country, but it'll be the national pledge for REWF as well. And I'm beginning to light my flag up there better than that, than that, than that, than that, than that tacky looking blue, red, and white flag that you got up there on my desk. So we're gonna keep that that one down. We're gonna keep my flag up there. I, I I'm, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah, mm-hmm. I think we should keep it Not, up there. No, keep it up there. no, no. Okay, we'll fly it beneath mine. <sighs> no, fly it beneath my flag. Yeah, it's, I have it's a, a, I, you, I, you, no. This, that's they can't do that. No, 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 no. Well, let's fly it three quarters below mine. <sighs> you know, Judge, it just occurred to me. You do not have an opponent for unyielding tomorrow. You're not right. I'm not right. I am right. You should have an opponent for one. I am right. You are right. Yes, that's where you are right. All right. Well, you want to. I don't know why I said I'm not right. I know why I, you said I, that. I don't know what you're two. saying you're right now. Right. But, well, you're right. I do not have an opponent. Okay. Thank you. Would you like to spin the wheel and make a deal for who you face at unyielding tomorrow? Yes, I will do the wheel of wheel of justice. All right. Here we go. Famer versus a Hall of Famer tomorrow when Judgment takes on the Razor. Is he still alive? Yes, yes, he's still very much alive. Oh, okay. I just you know, I thought maybe he's, he's actually very much alive. All right. Well, at Unyielding, you take on the Razor. Good luck to you tomorrow, Judge, and uh, we'll look forward Good to hearing what you this. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, this is a very, very lovely place. 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. All right, folks, we now turn to the – who earlier tonight chose his own opponent for tomorrow as White Lightning champion. He chose Claymore, the former champion, the man he beat for the championship. Uh, should be very interesting. He's also the new Superstars champion for the first time in his career. Please welcome the title machine. Good evening, Mithras. Hey, Lord Amadeus. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Congratulations. Winning the Superstars title from Simply the Best last week in Ottawa. Uh, Considering how long you've been in RAWF, and a lot of people have held that title, it's the first time you've ever been in position. Uh, Talk to me about the Superstars title, knowing that you're going to have to start defending it uh, almost every week uh, starting next week. Well, as you know, I've been trying to mix things up and keep things exciting and entertaining, mostly for the fans, but also to keep me from falling asleep. So, yeah, I think it'll be a good, a good, a good change, a nice change, and hopefully, the fans uh, uh, get something out of it as well. And uh, it'll be interesting to see who the opponents are, uh, because it'll obviously every week require a, a change in strategy. Uh, but thank you for the for the the props on that. I did want to say something before we went any further, which was. Um, what are you serving in the green room? Because earlier tonight, I thought I was listening to the PBS News Hour on the weekend edition on a slow weekend. Then later on, you get some people going on there. They're they're like hopped up on caffeine, like or something else, like unbelievable. So whatever you switch to, go for it. Keep doing that. You know, forget whatever the other stuff. No decaf, no hot chocolate. Just give them the high protein or high well high protein, but also high caffeine stuff. All right. I, I would I would be remiss if I didn't start taking the advice of the innovator of entertainment, or that is that is oh, how you, you. yes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, all right. Like so Mithras, I'm too hyped up to even go back. Yeah, go ahead. Not only did you add the add the superstars title to your growing list of titles in RAWF, you became the first White Lightning champion to compete in the High Voltage Invitational and win, thus getting to choose your opponent. Uh, you chose Claymore, the former champion, the man you beat for the title. Yeah. Now, of course, the, you and um, you Claymore and the Teflon Sheik have made this little group called the Necessary Evil. So it's kind of, it, it, I mean, in one way, it's a, it's a logical it's a logical conclusion to let the former champion have another shot. At the same time, some people might wonder: Is he just get, doing a favor for a brother in his stables or in his faction? Uh, what do you say to the people that thought that that was a little shady? Yes. And by the way, I do want to say something. You know, I love Coog. She, she's awesome. She's hot. She's all that. 
but I really, it kind of cut into my line that I was going to do tonight about it doesn't matter who it, who it is, but that's cool. You had to make the announcement. I was remiss in not getting to you, you know, like I say, we love you. You're hot. You're great. Keep rocking. Um, but as far as choosing the opponent, I was torn because the old mistress was like, well, we really should choose the number two person because golly gee, you know, you want to have the guy that's actually, or the woman who's actually earned it. And then on the other hand, it's the evil mistress said, oh my God, we got to keep it in the necessary evil. Well, guess what? It was both the same guy. So it was easy. No moral dilemma. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And you know, it, 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 I, you're right. He did. He. It's not like he didn't earn the shot, uh, being being Damn in right. second place. Yep. So I won't. You know. Yep. With that being said, uh, you know, it, you got to. But you also kind of put a little bit of a burden on Claymore because not only does he have to defend, uh, challenge you for the White Lightning, he's got to defend against the Immortal Griffith. He's got to face you and Griffith both in the same night. Uh, how do you think yeah. Claymore? Well, will I have confidence in Claymore's ability to put up a tough battle in both matches, obviously, you know, whether Griff or he comes out on top, I don't know. Um, that's, that's beyond my pay grade, but, um, being in a hardcore match, he's a tough, tough SOB. He can, he can handle it. I have no doubt. Okay. Speaking of Griffith, I do have a comment for Griffith and I want to, I want to just kind of repeat something that he said, and I think is important for everybody listening to the show tonight, is that we had uh, Deed call in, my, my long, long-time friend there. And now, Griff, you and I have known each other for what, like three months, four months? But I do appreciate you recognizing the fact that Deez was saying that he, was, you know, he wanted to see more people calling in, and you recognized the fact that he went ahead and took the initiative and called in himself. That was awesome. So. Good for you, Griff. And it's been, it's been nice knowing you. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry we haven't known each other longer. Okay. All right. <laughs> Come on. That was a funny line. Uh, so, with that being said, talk to me about, I mean, obviously you're not just going to hand the title to Claymore tomorrow in that high-voltage no. steel cage. You're going to fight for it because you are the title machine. It is what you do, correct? Of course. Of course. Well, the thing is, the all right, L.A. Just between you and me, no one else, no one else listen. All right, especially you, Judgment. I don't want him hearing or whatever he's called now. I'm going to try to be the king of hardcore in R.A.W.F. But don't tell anybody. Okay. So that okay. Tells you I'm not going to give away the title. So. Yeah. All right. That's true. You could. I mean, the White Lightning Championship is definitely up there. Uh, along with the Food Bar City Championship, is the two most hardcore titles in RAWF. So. That's right. true. Hello, DW. She's holding the Food Bar City right now, right? She is. She, oh. she certainly is. Hello, <laughs> DW. Wow. So, you know, I, I, I've been sitting listening, and I, I, before we continue, I, 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 something's been sticking in my craw because you, you said, like, you know, that he earned it. He earned it. And I, I, no, no, he didn't. You earned it. So I think the better match is we should figure out how to clone you and make you fight you. Well, you know, LV, Evie, L. Bacon. Yeah. yeah Thank you good. for that. But you know what? You just, God, hang on, I got to write you a check. You just te- uh, teed up something that, you know, 
I've been reading a lot of these uh, or seeing a lot of these promos and hearing people talk, and I, I swear, you know, they're they're hiring my uh, my writers on the side to do some moonlighting work because a lot of this stuff sounds pretty familiar. So maybe I'm already being cloned. Who knows? But thank you for that. I, I take that as a huge compliment, especially coming from you, our southern border neighbor. Well, you know, you know, you know, I'm the I'm the one on the show that tells it like it is. Well, you you surely do, and and L.A. is is lucky to have you. Speaking of L.A. and lucky to have you, L.A., I gotta tell you, I'm very pleased that you finally agreed to an interview because I know people have been asking for years. Um, and the other thing is that if El El Vacant, if you uh, want to get any ideas, I invite you to look at the old uh, uh, interviews that that we did with uh, Hotshot Chaz and Chris Cage, and I think. And she'll have to she'll argue one way or the other, but I think Maeve was in one of those too. So uh, check those out. They were pretty straightforward. There, uh, LA, there was no like cheap shots or anything in those, but good content might be useful. I would never take a cheap shot at, at Amadeus. No, I'm sure it would be a very expensive one. <clears throat> that is good. Well, come on. All right, folks. It's about that time now. Thank you, Mithras, and good luck against Claymore. Thank you. It is time for yes, a sir. promotion segment so we can go home. Uh, Mithras, I'll start with you. Anything you'd like to promote tonight? Uh, yeah, you caught me off guard. No, uh, yeah, USL. Play it, win it, do it. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Uh, Maeve, anything you'd like to promote tonight? Actually, there's something I want you to promote tonight. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to hear how things, what we're what we're looking at in Go, Go Big Bro. If you could give us a report on that. Well, of course, both men. Uh, we're down to the final three. Um, we had a very interesting event last week where we had to do a news report on the worst thing in the world that we could ha- imagine happening, and everyone took different angles, which was really interesting to see. Uh, but it's down to the final three, and all three people, I'm happy to say, are represented in RWF. It's Chris Cage, Hobo Ezekiel, and myself. Woo. So we're doing your proud, boss man. Did any of them write about having to date Claymore? Because that, that, that seems pretty high on my list. Yeah, no, funny enough, that didn't come up. Uh, well, that's a shame. I mean... Okay. Well, congratulations to you, Maeve. Uh, congratulations to Hobo and Chris Cage as well for being the final three in Go Big Bro. That is not an easy task, and I must say all three of you, I've been keeping up on the scenes that you all have been doing for that, and it's been an incredible, incredible job um, by all three of you. Hilarious stuff, uh, very interesting read. Keep up the good work, and it sounds like it's going to be a photo finish between the three of you. Uh, so what's the plan exactly? Is it now down to the final week? Is it the final three, or will there be one more elimination I, before? Your guess is as good as mine. I never, I never quite know what Destroyer's got planned for us, so I don't know if this is going to be our final event and it's the three of us against each other, or if she's going to do one more event and then have the final two. So I guess we'll find out tomorrow when she gives us her task. All right. Well, congratulations and once expect again. the unexpected, she likes to say. Absolutely. Destroyer, very canny, uh, very good at what she does. So uh, good luck to you, Hobo and Chris Cage. One of you will be winning this season's Go Big Bro. All right. Thank you, Bob. 
Coogs, was there anything you wanted to promote tonight? I'll take that as a no. Uh, Paragon, anything you'd like to promote tonight? That's part of my um, unfortunate agreement. I have to advertise and let people remind people, let them know tomorrow night uh, there will be a statement prepared by the good man, and it will be read by yours truly. Uh, <clears throat> please do turn in for it. All right. Thank you, Paragon. Vex, anything you'd like to promote tonight? Um, yeah, actually, it is tournament and uh, um, awareness, and uh, there's there's a lot of things going on right now. Rook is hosting the suicide prevention tournament. Um, as he says, this is a is a no laughing matter. Um, I do share the scene, hopefully every day, <laughs> as often as I can when I get around. Um, this is something that is deeply personal to Rook and many of us here in Unstoppable. Um, you do not have to donate to join. You can ask for an invite if you would like to donate. Um, all donations, 100% does go to the winners. Rook pays them out personally at the end of the tournament. Um, there's a whole list of us that do do the invites. Also, uh, Papa Shaker is running the Autism Awareness Tournament. Um, we have that going on as well. I'm not sure who he has um, on his invites team, but he does have that scene regularly out there as well. And then, of course, the RAWF Xanther Platinum uh, Tournament will um, get those donations in so that uh, LA can get these numbers done because I've seen him try to crunch numbers like last minute as we're going into the pay-per-view. It, it's not pretty. It's not very Fun. He, there, there's blonde hair getting ripped out. It, it gets kind of ugly. Um, we, we hide the Motrin because you know we just don't want him to overdose on that. It, it brings bad things around. So yeah, um, keep an eye out on the feed for any of the scenes for those tournaments and uh, join in, join up, donate if you'd like, um, and have some fun for some uh, some pretty good causes. Thank you, Vex, very much. And yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And I, I do hate crunching the numbers of the last minute, but I do what I do and get it done. So even if it does mean I have pull, get loose some follicles. Anyways, uh, El Vacant, anything you had to promote tonight? Uh, let's see. Uh... I mean, there's a pay-per-view tomorrow, so it means, you know, at every entrance within within walking distance of every entrance of the arena, there will be one of the ever-so-popular uh, El Vacant Taco Trucks Tacaril. Uh, we highly recommend that you come, and, you know, if you show your, uh, if you show your, your ticket to the show, you will get uh, 20% off your first order. All right. Um, how about we... I I like to promote getting to the show on time from now on for El Vacant. How's that? Can we can well, I promote that? Yeah, does, I mean, does, it depends. Can you can can you keep people from locking me into rooms? Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, I'm okay with that. If, you, if you're like, "Hey, I will guarantee that no one's going to lock you in the room." Then sure, I, I'm all for that. All right. And last but not least, the Immortal Griffith. 
<sighs> where to begin? Where to begin? Well, we'll begin at the place that my dear friend Paragon couldn't begin. This ridiculous statement that he's going to be forced to read by the spineless, worthless coward we are forced to currently call our world champion. The man who doesn't have enough, again, I'm going to borrow your words, sir, cojones to fill up an Easter basket. He has, like, he goes and brags about how, how large he is and how, how, how manly he is. And then he goes and does the most unmanly thing imaginable. He brings in lawyers to deal with a problem that he should have just gone and settled in the ring like any professional would. But he didn't do that. And now he's using this, one of the most despicable things this planet has ever created, the lawyer. And he's brought that into our immaculate sport to sully it. And he's going to force the paragon, the paragon, look up that word. It means something. The paragon of greatness. He's going to force this man to belittle himself and read these vile words from this vile creature. And it's pathetic. But I have a solution. I have a solution. I mean, it won't stop Paragon from having to do what he has to do, but it will mean he won't be doing it at behest of the world champion because before the night is over, I will take that belt from this vile, vile creature and I will become once again the R.A.W.F. world champion. And then all will be right in the world. All right. Thank you, everybody, for your promotions. Uh, it's about to, to end the show, I want to remind everyone, just a little less than 24 hours, I'll be ending the donations for the Xanther, the Platinum Dragon, the 8th Annual Xanther, the Platinum Dragon Memorial Tournament, which, of course, will start April 25th at Immortal 8. And uh, also keep an eye out here in the next week or so. We will be having an opinion scene for RAWF Hall of Fame uh, inductions. Uh, We will announce who will be getting the RAWF Hall of Fame at Immortal as well. So for L Vacant, I am Lord Amadeus. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you all next week. The journey to Immortal will continue. Good night, everybody. Hasta luego, bye bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.